The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast, featuring Dave Cariello, Andrew Juge, Ralph Malbro, and when he decides to show up, Kevin Held. We are the perfect blend of Saints sincerity and stupidity. Ingram, my BF, took it to the house and finished it off with a nice little spinorama at the end. It was a thing of beauty. Your, your pillow talk uh, that evening must have been spectacular. Oh uh, yeah, I'm, I put that one on the spank bank. Can we retry this? You can't make Ralph do the ad again. <laughs> and now, here's your host, Ralph Malbro. All right, we are live. Welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by my bookie. I get asked questions all the time about who to bet on and who to bet with. I don't always know who's going to win, but I know where to go. The answer is my bookie. Between their live in-game betting, endless props, and fantasy sports wager, there's something for everyone with the best player perks in the sports book business. They've been good to us and and we know they'll be good to you. They're booking, they're they're hooking up our listeners all month. Visit my bookie dot ag and use the promo code happy 25 when creating your account to claim a 50 percent bonus laying down a hundred you now get an extra 50 to play that's m-y-b-o-o-k-i-e dot a-g promo code happy 25 you play you win you get paid terms and restrictions apply all right last yeah, week you get a solid b plus for that I was solid say. B plus. I got, another, I got I got another ad later to butcher. So, <laughs> listen. Last week, we, me and Andrew did a show about Andrew saying Latavius Murray was going to bust, and it generated a whole conversation on Twitter and between everybody on the show to where I decided let let's do a Sean Payton bust bracket, and I sent the email around of sixteen people. Uh, to put in the tournament, and Andrew and Dave were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where is this guy? Where is that guy? Where is this? Where is that? And then we put it out to the people on Twitters, and they were like, where's this? Where's that? This thing blossomed. It's 32 teams, and it is a deep bracket of Sean Payton's worst decisions as Saints coach. Uh, this bracket, and me and Andrew have been super excited about it, but Dave – are you as excited as me and Andrew are for this bracket? It's we think it's magnificent. I yeah, it's you know first of all I'm not the history buff like you guys are, and so it's nice to have a bracket that's rooted in uh, you know purely the Sean Payton era, just so that I can remember everything. Um, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of funny stuff on here, and it's you know as we're going over everything and you like put it all together. Um, and we kind of discussed this like on via text or whatever. Um, I, I don't, I don't know if there's another coach in the NFL who has this many <laughs> just 
just I guess I would just I would I guess I would all put it under the category of drama. I think that might be a good word, you know. I just don't like who who has been maybe like uh I mean Belichick has been there about as long as Peyton has a little bit longer and maybe uh I would say uh, who else? Um I mean not Andy Reid. Tomlin, like Tomlin. Yeah. Tomlin, I mean, but I would say both of those guys, they don't have half the stories. Like when, when you go down this list, you're like, oh, yeah, that happened. And oh, man, I can't believe that happened. And like for a coach to be somewhere for 13 years, like you're going to build some stories. But when you look at them all in concert, you're, you're like, how does Sean Payton still have a job? <laughs> how did they win? I put, I texted, yeah. how did they win? We, we, we bitch and complain sometimes about how they haven't won multiple Lombardies. I look at this bracket, and I think, how did they win one? A game. Yeah. How did they win one Lombardi trophy? It's amazing. How did they escape conviction? <laughs> it's true. Like, well, like a this couple bra- times they may not people, have. People are, are, and people are fired up about this bracket on Twitter. And people, I think, we have our personal favorites of us, but this bracket is deep. I mean, Kobe Fleener. Did not make this bracket. Um, Lauren Ives and Case Vaharn were final cuts. They were bubble teams that did not get in. I was arguing with somebody before the show. He was like, where the fuck is Andres Pete? I'm like, Andres Pete's name didn't even come up. That's how deep this bracket is. He's not even NIT worthy. No, no. This bracket is is loaded. Um, But before we get to the bracket, the Saints... They don't really have uh, any news. The only thing is Ziggy Ansa. I guess he's getting a back reevaluation or something. He probably will sign like right after we do this podcast. Uh, and I and I load it up. Um, so hey, we got really... one question in the chat room before uh, Kremlin Marrero has been patient. So let's drop that before we start the all right the uh, the bracket. He just wants to know how effective we think Cook will be in our offense. Jared Cook. I think his floor is like 55 and 600, you know? But yeah, I don't I don't know if that's his floor. I think that's kind of what I expect. <laughs> so so people that ask the questions, we'll we'll try to do the questions sort of after we get through the first round of the bracket cuz we have we have a 32 team bracket. We have 16 games to go. So I got so excited about this bracket that uh, and we'll do some draft stuff too after we get through the to the, through the first round games, but I got so excited about this bracket. I felt like because of everyone donating, and by the way, you should donate. You should become a patron, like Dave's mom did today, <laughs> at the seven dollar level, so you can have access to not all even a joke. Shows you get Thanks, four mom. extra shows. Yeah, you get four extra shows a week. Uh, so for seven dollars, that's nothing, and you're gonna want our draft expertise. We got a draft pot, a draft capsule coming up. That's and that's fantastic. You might have seen it on the Twitters today. Armchair Media did a nice video of it for us today. But for this tournament, I felt like it was so great, and this is the most ridiculous, most stupid thing we've ever done, that we had to go over the top. So I did some dra- some preview capsules for the seed. So, Andrew, read off the first uh, bracket, the first matchup that we'll have, and then uh, I'll do the preview capsule. Wait, now before we do this, I, I, are you sure you're going to do 16 in one night? This you might you might want to break this up into two things. That we'll might see. take a long time. We'll see, but we'll, uh, but, but we might do eight and eight tonight. We'll see. We got first round. So, uh, they, the Andrew introduced the yeah. first game. So the the, the top overall seed, uh, who 
at least as far as the seating is concerned right now, we'll see how this goes. But number one is the Greenbrier. As worst Sean Payton move ever. It's deciding <laughs> to go to the Greenbrier. Uh, versus the 32 seed. So the last one in, former defensive coordinator Rob Ryan. So people are going to have questions about the Greenbrier. So we did a package a preview of the an over, a number one overall seed, and here's that uh, that preview. The Greenbrier is the Sean Payton's worst decision tournament bracket number one overall seed. From the moment the Saints set foot in the five-star luxury resort in West Virginia, they became injured, soft, and entered into a three-year twilight zone of seven and nine sadness. Local New Orleans Saints media scoffed at fans blaming the Greenbrier for the Saints' struggles from 2014 through 2016, but facts prove the media wrong. Sean Payton's won 68% of games as Saints coach when the Saints don't train in West Virginia, but only 43% when they do. Like a tourist ordering a second hand grenade during the first trip to New Orleans, Sean Payton having the Saints train at the Greenbrier was the granddaddy of bad decisions. Yeah, I, I felt like that was needed because people will scoff at the Greenbrier being the number one overall seed. But I feel like, Dave, you could pin pretty much everything of all those seven to nine seasons. You can... Bring it back to the Greenbrier. I don't think and, it's outrageous and it's, and it's, for the Greenbrier to be the purely, And it was really, even more specifically, it was purely the wallpaper in the bedrooms <laughs> of the Greenbrier that the players had to, the, the the wallpaper in the bedrooms that the players had to stay in. It was it was floral. Uh, it was weak. Uh, it made it made the players weak and unmotivated. Well, you know what famous movie that was that the hallways were. The Shining, oh, right? The Shining. The Shining. Yep. Oh, yeah. Wow. I forgot uh, about that. I should have dropped so, in. A so the place really is cursed. I should have yeah. dropped in a, a sound clip of The Shining. You should. You should have put Rad Rom. <laughs> <laughs> so Kevin, I, Kevin would be very disappointed to know that I've never seen The Shining before. Oh my god. So, <laughs> do, do you have? Do you even own a TV that you use that? When it isn't a Saint game, Dave. <laughs> yeah, I watch. Uh, you know what else? You know what else I don't watch that we're not going to discuss this week. I don't watch Game of Thrones. I don't I'm care. The only one on this show that watches. I've Game never. Of I've never. I've never watched it before. Oh wow, yeah. good. good. Well, then, oh, then you're outnumbered, uh, yeah. Ralph. Yeah, I am. Uh, that's good. So we don't need to talk about Night Walkers and uh, dragons and whatever the fuck else goes on in, in Game of Thrones. Yeah, I mean the Greenbrier. I feel like. The fun of it was the media really disliked the fans <laughs> blaming the Greenbrier for everything. And and the more the media sort of pushed back against the fans, the more we dug in <laughs> that the Greenbrier was the problem. And it was just so much fun, even though the seasons weren't. The training at the Greenbrier was bad. and um, But, but Andrew, you liked it because you got to go to the Greenbrier. Yeah, I went. I mean, I got to meet... All the players, I got numerous pictures with Drew Brees and my kid and Cam Jordan and my kid and Morstead and my kid. And uh, at one point, I walked with Mickey Loomis for like a mile, like just chatting the whole way. I mean, it was awesome. I got to meet Sean Payton. I mean, I, it was like a, it was a dream. 
I've never, I mean, the untethered access I had to players at that time the was crazy. I'm... If you remember, I broke the Victor Butler news that he had hurt his ankle and was in a boot. Yeah, and yeah, I did that from inside the hotel walls because all New Orleans media was staying elsewhere in less expensive hotels. And so Man, if we if we'd had the daily podcast then, Andrew, God, we'd have got three, four signups off of that breaking news. I don't I don't know if I ever told you guys this, but the best part was that I didn't know what Victor Butler looked like. And so he's walking out of the, there's a little Italian place and he's coming out of the Italian place inside the hotel and he's, he's carrying a pizza. So he's obviously got a pizza to go. And I see him in the walking boot and I'm like, ah, I got to figure out who that guy is. And so I have my, I have my kids football with me and my kids next to me. So I'm just like, Hey man, do you mind signing my kids football? And he's like, yeah, no problem. So he, he grabs my pen and you know, my Sharpie and he grabs the football and he asked me to hold his pizza. So I'm holding Victor Butler's pizza as he signs my kid's ball. And I'm like, hey, thanks, man. And then I take a peek at the ball and I'm like, okay, it's Victor Butler. Man, you're, you're, a regular, you're a regular Woodward and Bernstein. <laughs> so he, he totally out of himself by signing my football. And so then, like, boom, I tweeted immediately as soon as I walk away. I'm like, Victor Butler. It's in a walking boot, and all these media guys were like, what the hell? It was amazing. Uh, Andrew, you 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 missed you missed your chance to be to be a fantastic media member. Instead, you you spend time booking bands all over the world and finding me good royalty free music. So 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 Dave, the number thirty two. And last team in the bracket, and I don't think he should be in this bracket at all. I think it's I think it's out it's outrageous that Rob Ryan is in this bracket. But make your case that Rob Ryan is. You're just saying that because you love the hair. I do. He, Dave, make your case that Rob Ryan is is a is, is one of Sean's worst decisions. I don't have a case for that to be honest with you, Ralph. I kind of agree with you. Uh, I Dude, think it's in 2013, he was a motherfucking icon in the city, man. Yeah, I mean, it it, it ended badly. You know, they really, they, you know, but it, it ended more than badly. Well, don't you remember the shouting matches on the sidelines? Yes, yes, I do. But, but still, there was a little good to go along. <laughs> still, there was a little good to go along with the bad. And, and as soon as he got canned, he goes on NFL Network and he's like, "They I all want to blame it on me." I know. Yeah. I, know. Just <laughs> I mean, about the for signing. It was fun though. He was like, he had fun. The first year, he had fun nicknames for everybody, and you know, it was. It was good. The thing that's I mean, funny about Rob Ryan is that it was all fun and games when he joined, and everyone thought it was awesome that he was going to bars and getting loaded with fans after the games. And he was like New Orleans' prince for a year, you know, and that defense was good. And man, they turned on him so fast. The minute that defense started to falter, <laughs> everyone was ready to burn Rob Ryan to the ground, and all goodwill was gone overnight. I'll say this about Rob Ryan. The one thing I loved about having him is my DMs. I would get like three DMs a week of people just like tweeting me where Rob Ryan was. It wasn't even that he was out at bars. He's like, oh, he's at the grocery and he bought a case of beer and some Ben and Jerry's. And it would just be like Rob Ryan out in the wild. Like I, I think Rob Ryan was a more effective hero to zero than Fred Thomas. Wow. 
I mean, I think it's good. So, I'm, but I'm I'm voting Greenbrier on this one. Andrew, who are you voting? Man, the Greenbrier has a special place in my heart. I know it didn't work out for the Saints, but uh, as Jim Gleason, just uh, our friend Jim Gleason, just um, typed in the chat, he, he said I called it the Dreambrier. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. I, I was never a Rob Ryan fan. And, you know, there was this whole, like, embarrassing, like, we're going to be a 3-4 now, and they brought in Rob Ryan to do it, and then they gave up on it in, like, two weeks and <laughs> went back to the 4-3. I mean, I, I thought Rob Ryan was a terrible hire, and I I'm picking Rob Ryan. I'm picking the upset. Dave, you break the tie. What? You're picking Rob Ryan over the Greenbrier? Come on, man. Uh, the Greenbrier for sure is, is winning. All right. So our next matchup is uh, the Hauser Pyramid Scheme and Viking and Gate. And I also have a uh, preview of an explanation of the Hauser Pyramid Scheme. Kevin Hauser's Pyramid Scheme is the Sean Payton's Worst Decision Tournament Bracket, number 16 overall seed. Sean Payton's decision to invest in Hauser's tax scheme cost the coach a cool $144,000. Tax credits in Louisiana as an investment? What could possibly go wrong? Peyton <laughs> should have just taken that $144,000 and set it on fire. Peyton did at least get the last laugh on Kevin Hauser by cutting the long snapper. It's not about money. It's about sending a message. So, uh, Kevin Hauser, Pyramid Scheme versus uh, number 17, Vicodin Gate. This one is, this one's a hard call, Dave. I'm going to let you make the first call, make the first vote on this one. I got to think about this one for a bit. Um, well, I mean, I don't know. We might want to recap it. I mean, it's been so long. Yeah. I, I, I remember at the time, I remember I what Vicodin Gate, I remember I was really into it, and I, I think I read the entire uh, lawsuit that was filed. If you remember, it was filed by Jeff Jeffrey Santini, uh, who was his head of security for, uh, for the team at the time, and he wound up uh, leaving or whatever, and uh, filed a lawsuit saying that, uh, you know, Sean Payton made him do things that would have, that would be illegal regarding Vicodin and all that kind of stuff. So, um, I thought that so, was going to sink them. I really did. Cause I, had, I did too. It, I had they, people, they, I had the late Kenny Wilkerson and I had other people that I knew they were like, this is serious. They know they fucked up the, the FBI and stuff is going to come and get them. And I was like, Oh man, this is going to take it all down. But it just sort of like piffed and went away. Like it, it never, it never it never really took hold. But wasn't wasn't uh, Joe Vitt skimming off the top more than Sean Payton? Yeah, he like, was involved. He, yeah, he yeah, was he, definitely involved too. He was definitely involved, and I think the Saints paid like a three hundred thousand dollar fine. But like, it never really, it never really went as far. Man, as... for three hundred thousand dollars, you could have gone a couple blocks from from the stadium and gotten all the Viking you wanted. I know, right. So, so that was Viking. The Hauser, it was just they would they bought movie tax credits because Louisiana gives tax breaks to the film industry. They bought the tax breaks, and the guy who they gave the money to file the paperwork to buy the tax breaks, he never did it. <laughs> and, 
So it all went kaput. And Peyton and Breeze and Hauser and like three or four other players and an assistant coach, like they all lost a shit ton of money. And and, and Sean Peyton was like, uh, uh, we didn't cut Hauser because of that. But they totally cut Hauser because of that. Like he had to get up out of there. Um, you know, it's one thing to defraud. To, to do either Breeze or Peyton probably would have gotten cut, him gotten gotten him cut but to do both like he, you know i'm surprised he didn't he didn't end up at the bottom of lake pontchartrain um so uh, dave who you got in this um you know the hauser pyramid scheme i i don't know how are we you know what? What are we? What are we supposed to be using to 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 make our decision? You know, is it's up to you. It's personal. It's Whatever called, we want. It's called worst Sean Payton move. So well, what's the worst move? Well, Stealing I mean, in or investing in a yeah. Ponzi scheme. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I know that's what I'm saying. Uh, I, I would say, I mean, the Hauser thing, you know, was was nowhere near as uh, as big of a deal as Vicodin Gate, and you know, like Ralph said at the time, I, I thought the Vicodin, I thought that was going to be a big, a much bigger deal than it was. Uh, they did a very good job of making that go away and and moving past that pretty quickly. Um, but uh, I would say, I would say Vicodin Gate is way way bigger. Okay, well, I'm I'm gonna let Dave, I mean, sorry, Ralph, be the tiebreaker here because Vicodin, like NFL coaches and players, I mean, that's a story as old as time. Like everybody abuses pills. Like I mean, that's just like yeah. that's such a standard, like token, run of the mill thing that happens in America. Um, I mean, opiate abuse, big deal. <laughs> we see yeah. that everywhere, but like. The Hauser Ponzi, the scheme was just so ridiculous. It involved like these tax credits, and it was like this long snapper who was like (laughs) barely even on the roster, barely even talked to people, and somehow like a special teamer who, you know, I mean, the long snapper is like on the same wavelength as the kicker and the punter, right? No one talks to him, and somehow he had convinced everyone that this was some great investment and he's a cpa and he knows what he's talking about and like he got half the team that like half the team was suing him for all these these tax credits that they ended up never seeing back so uh, to me that story i I mean vicodin gate is maybe worse but i like the hauser pyramid scheme and that's my vote because it's just so much more ridiculous yeah i'm gonna vote i'm gonna vote the 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 pyramid scheme as well the thing that i think the Saints got lucky is Viking Gate happened before sort of the America is addicted to opioids. It's a serious crisis and football players are abusing their body and concussions and all that. Viking Gate sort of happened before all that took center stage. I feel like if that had happened now, ESPN, Outside the Lines and Sports Illustrated and the New York Times, they all would have descended on New Orleans about that story and really would have got to the bottom of it. But it just sort of passed in the night because it just wasn't the right time. So, and the Hauser. Make no mistake. That could have sunk him. Absolutely. It just, he, he, he really caught a break. And it was sort of like, sort of like the opposite of bounty gate in a sense of bounty gate. Wasn't as bad, you know, you could argue Bounty Gate wasn't nearly as bad as Viking Gate, but Bounty Gate caught the Saints at the worst time where Goodell was looking to make a 
send a message and do all kinds of things. So it really, the, the Saints, it caught them at the wrong time. So the next round, uh, Dave, I'm going to let you start this one off. Or should we have, let Dave have the tiebreaker on this, Andrew? Because it's number nine, Nick Fairley extension versus number 24, C.J. Spiller. Dave, oh, yeah. Well, we we know where Dave's going. Do we even need Dave, to, you need to, we even you need need to, to lead off on this? You're 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 skipping one. You're skipping a bracket, but we can. Oh, I, oh we yeah, can I am. Around. You're right. Uh, I did number. Well, let's eight. go. Let's go with Fairly and Spiller. Yeah, we, we can. can we back. can still do yeah. this one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, the CJ Spiller thing was disappointing, uh, but you know what? I was there, obviously, in the dome overtime against Dallas. I think he took it like 80 yards, 85 yards, whatever it was, on a screen pass or something like that. Took it to the house, won the game. Uh, yeah, it was a wheel route. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. A wheel route. That's right. He caught That's right. Uh, and, um, and so, uh, yeah, honestly, that uh, it was all worth it for that. The rest, the rest was Lanyap as far as Spiller was concerned. And there was no Lanyap. But anyway, there, the rest would have, the rest would have been Lanyap. Would, before you finish, the- before you finish, Dave, will you at least admit that Nick Fairley as a saint was way better than CJ Spiller? Not even close. Of course, Nick Fairley okay. had an incredible season. Uh, okay. Now that you're an... willing to admit that, continue. I was always willing to admit that. I, 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 that's that was my gripe with it. I think they should have just, you know, they should have just taken it and run. They should have just said, "Yes, we got one good season of Nick Fairley. Let's let's, uh, you know, let's take our money and run. Uh, let's quit while we're ahead." But they didn't. They paid him, and then of course, obviously, they found out he had a heart condition and he has to retire from football. Um, now, obviously, at the time, I didn't I didn't want the Saints to pay him because I knew he had a heart condition. I didn't want him to pay him because I thought he was going to get lazy and just loaf for the next two years or whatever. Um, but either way, if they had just right is right, to me, baby. That's right. Either way, if they had just listened to me, uh, <laughs> then they would have saved all that money. So obviously, I'm going with Nick Fairley in this one. I'm going to go C.J. Spiller. Man, Nick Fairley was bad doctors with the Saints or whatever. But CJ Spiller, man, they could have done they could have got a nice another player with him. At least Nick Fairley had get, had had shown a track record of success. When the Saints signed CJ Spiller, they knew that he was an injury prone running back and his best years were behind him and he had been injured all the time. Like he was a huge risk and they whiffed on that. I go CJ Spiller in spite of the fact that that Sunday night touchdown was magical. He's. I'm still going C.J. Spiller. Andrew, you're breaking the tie. Well, first of all, I just I, there's no way I can let Nick Fairley end here. I mean, <laughs> that would that would just be grossly unfair to Dave. And you know, I feel like I'm Dave's friend, and I, I gotta I gotta stand by him. You know, and I, I, I his poor little heart. You know, I just can't do that to him this early in the tournament. Wait, my heart or Nick Fairley's heart? Well, <laughs> good good point. Um. You know, C.J. Spiller was terrible, and it, the thing that bumps me about about Spiller was that they it was him and Reggie Bush, and they kind of wanted Spiller, and who knows how Reggie – Reggie Bush probably would have been the same level of terrible, but it would have been fun to have him back. Um, you know, but I, I just feel like the Spiller thing, like, yeah, it was a bummer, but the Saints were kind of okay at running back without him. Like, they still had Ingram, you know, and they, they still were able to kind of – figure it out. Like they did not need Spiller didn't sink the offense. Nick Fairley, like you could argue that the Nick Fairley situation was as bad as the junior Gallette situation purely financially. 
um, because of the dead money they had to eat. And uh, you immediately sign a contract and boom, like you can't use that money. It's immediately dead money. And like, I mean, it's basically lighting your cap on fire is what that deal was. We have more, we have more of the lighting the cap on fire later in the bracket. Yeah. So I'm going with, I'm going with Nick Fairley. All right. So I, I skipped over, uh, uh, the 825 matchup. The eight the eight seed is ducks in a row email. The twenty-five seed is Garrett Grayson. Um for people that don't remember or don't realize the ducks in a row email was really the thing that this that, that Goodell sort of hammered on Sean Payton over the head was hey, because Tom Benson when the NFL came investigating Bounty Gate, Tom Benson's like, Yeah, take all the emails you want. Look through it all. So the NFL literally had all the Saints servers and access to every fucking email they sent. And when they found out that the NFL was looking into it, Sean Payton apparently sent an email that said, get our ducks in a row. And Goodell used this against him, was like, this is you planning to lie to us and, and, and you know, hide everything. And this proves your guilt, um, which I always looked at it. I mean, obviously you don't see the email, but that... I hear people say that all the time at work, and I think it's nefarious because I think of the Saints, but it's really not. Like, if you say, hey, I, I'm getting the ducks in the row for the podcast tonight, guys, like, it, it could be not nefarious. Uh, Garrett Grayson. Ab- absolutely. You know, you, you, I'm, you're not even going to move on to Garrett Grayson because, Ralph, I think you, you nailed it. There is nothing, uh, there's nothing incriminating, incriminating about using the term ducks in a row. There's absolutely nothing incriminating that, that you, you could use that for uh, in a positive manner just as easily as you could in, in a, like you said, in, in a nefarious manner. So, but that was kind of the smoking gun, at least in terms of well, it's a shitty punishment smoking gun. that that it's for in Roger in Roger Goodell's eyes. It's hard, yeah. right? It's yeah. not a smoking gun, but to Roger burner Goodell's phone, eyes. Sean burner phone man, always. Um, here's the thing about Garrett Grayson, Andrew, and we might tell that to Will Wade. Yeah, we'll, the thing, and we move ducks in a row, we'll move it along, but I, I think the one thing about Garrett Grayson that sort of hurts him in this bracket, if you want to say hurts him and, and get him eliminated in the first round, is because Garrett Grayson never played, and we never got to ex- experience his true awfulness in a game that mattered, we don't view him as a colossal huge mistake. He's just like, oh, yeah, they get they drafted him in the third round. He was a miss at quarterback. It's no big deal. But if, like, Breeze They traded up. Of, Did they trade up for him? No, they didn't They didn't trade up for him. Um, but he was, the, he was the pick that they – I think he was one of the – I think he might have been the pick they used when they traded Kenny Stills. Him or – him or, or – um, P.J. Williams. One of them was the third-round pick that they used when they traded Kenny Stills. But – you know what I'm saying? Like, if Garrett Grayson had played for three weeks in games that mattered and been atrocious, I think we'd remember him much worse than we do. He was Does bad in preseason. He was pretty bad. Well, he was bad. And, I mean, and, Luke, Luke, Luke McCown took him to school for that backup job. <laughs> so are, is, it, is it unanimous? Ducks in a row moves along? No. No. I... I, I... I, I my vote is for Garrett Grayson. Now it might not be enough to to get him to move on to the next round, but I, I just you know just because Roger Goodell is a fucking moron and thought that him that 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 Peyton saying ducks in a row is his smoking gun to prove an entire uh, scheme of of pay for play or you know uh, bounty gate whatever, um, you know that's on Goodell. That's not on that's not on Peyton. That that so you know. 
Garrett Grayson's drafting is totally on Peyton, so I, I say Grayson. All right, so Ducks in a row moves on. So the next one is... Well, hold on, I didn't vote yet. Okay, you are, you, are, are you voting for Ducks in a row? He apparently thinks we're all voting for Ducks I in a row. I thought we are, Wilbert, but we're not, so it's split. So, Andrew, you decide this one. Go. You know, the thing about Garrett Grayson is I just feel like... I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, but, like, they wouldn't have had to pick up Bridgewater and dealt with this whole Taysom Hill thing if Garrett Grayson had been good. He was supposed to be the quarterback of the future. Now, are you really going to get your quarterback of the future in the third round? Yeah, I mean, I think these are both kind of flimsy because one is just a bad third-round pick. And you guys, like, ducks in a row I thought was going to be my vote for sure, but you guys kind of convinced me that it's not that big of a deal and it's kind of unfair, but we're going to have an upset. No, I'm going ducks in a row. Cause uh. like I, Dave's right. It's like, it's, it's BS, but it was like the dagger in Sean Payton's heart. So like it, I mean, it was a, it was a poor choice of words. Cause that's what Goodell chose to go with. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going ducks in a row. So our four seed in this tournament is Brandon Browner versus 29 Kyrie Fort. And let me just say, they had about four people on Twitter, and they were fucking ridiculous, telling us Brandon Browner was not a bust for the Saints. Oh, my God. And they were going with cap numbers and whatever. Not Brandon Browner was a fucking disaster for the Saints at corner. I don't care if they paid him a dollar. He was horrible. His highlight was tackling other Saints. He had two highlights, tackling other Saints players on the field, and he wanted to murder Lions McKelvin. <laughs> you mean uh, Lions yelling? Yeah, Lions yelling for Channel 4. Like, those were his two highlights. <laughs> Whatever um, happened to him? Where did he go? I don't know. He just disappeared. Uh, but Kyrie Fort, Andrew. We all that. Kyrie he, Ford. He was the narc. He was the narcoleptic. He fell asleep in meetings. So he had. This would, he, he had Epstein Barr. This is tough, man. I, I mean, if Browner, Browner was terrible, Dave. But when you draft right, a linebacker in the fourth round, is, he falls asleep in meetings. That's, uh, yeah. This that's that's the question. What, what's worse, contributing but but being terrible at it, or <laughs> Not even being good enough to contribute. That's the main question here that we're dealing with. Uh, I'm, I mean, she's, you know, uh, we, uh, I'm, I'm Kyrie thinking. Kyrie like, Fort did go both... on, he did go to uh, be on the show Scandalous, which is a uh, discovery investigation murder reenactment show. He did go on to play a murderer in that show. So his post football career might be on the upswing. Brandon Browner oh, so he, is in jail. So he was a so he was a fakey Brandon Browner. He was a fake Brandon Browner, but Brandon Browner's actually in jail. So if that's what swings your post career, it's tough. I guess I think didn't didn't Browner set the record for most penalties in a season? Yes. Yeah. I think that's that's the biggest disaster I've ever heard of. I gotta yeah, go I'm glad I'm glad we made the uh I court sleeping joke, but can we just make this a clean sweep for Browner please? Yeah, yeah. Browner. Yeah. Okay. So 
The next one, this one is this one is going to be hard. 13 seed allowing Mike Cirillo in the building versus the 20 seed. Champ By the Bailey. way, there's a, there's there's another Italian in our bracket. Yeah, uh, so I can play this. I mean, Dave's offended. I think. I think Cirillo might – he's got to be – he's got to move along. I mean, that you talk about bad decisions. That dude was a liar from the jump, and he was the – he was the, 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 the snitch for Bounty Gate. Like, I mean, I know Champ Bailey was bad, and he stole 500000 of Tom Benson's money because he was so terrible and washed Wasn't it $5 million? What's that? Wasn't it five million? No, but he only got he got five hundred thousand dollars signing. Oh, okay. right? Like the rest oh, right, of it right, wasn't right. guaranteed, but he was terrible and washed. But I mean, Cirillo, he was the he was the beginning of what turned in. He was the spark that that burned two thousand twelve to the ground. So yeah, uh, so two things. I got a little story for uh, uh, about Champ Bailey. So when I was at the Greenbrier. Uh, there's a little kid store in there and he's in there and he was also in a boot. Um, and he, he, he was, he was with his, uh, his kid and his kid was an animal. I mean, just like an animal in the toy store, just running from toy to toy, throwing them on the ground. He, he was getting so pissed and he'd be like, man, come on, you know, like trying to get him to get in line. And then my How son's was there. He was like four, you know, he's you know, three or four. And my son is the same age and at the time. And, you know, my son's behaving and Champ Bailey just looks at me. Same thing. You know, I go up to him, get him to sign my ball. Hey, thanks, man. He looks at me. He's like, man, how do you get your son to behave? How do you get your son to behave in this place? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like his kid is in the background going nuts. And, uh, so then um, I, I, you know, I mentioned his foot. I'm like, hey, man, sorry about the boot. And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, you know, it was, he said I was, it was really, I was really worried. It was really bad like a week ago. Um, but I'm healing really fast, and it's actually much better than I thought it was going to be. So it's really good. So he, he told me that snippet, and I was like, that's cool. And I, and I just made the comment, like, you know, it's just training camp. As long as you're good to go for week one, that's all that matters. And he kind of looks at me, and he's like, yeah, exactly. And, well, he <laughs> – Nope. <laughs> he got healthy in time for week one, and that wasn't good enough because they cut him. <laughs> nope. Yeah, but uh, Cerullo, I feel like uh, Ralph for the next, so we need to let him get through because um, you need to come prepared, I think, with the Joe Vitt testimony on Cerullo where <laughs> he just completely eviscerates him um, because I think for comedy, just like reading that testimony would just be – I wonder if I can uh, find audio of that. Great comedy. If, some, if somebody, if somebody listening to the show in the in the live stream or listening to the show later, if you have the audio of Joe Vitt outside the courthouse, if you could point me to that, and I'm gonna search for it. But if you could point me to a link to that, DM me that on Twitter, and I will I will make that for us uh, next week because I'll have the time. Uh, are we Jim are we Jim Gleason? Jim Gleason in the uh, chat, by the way, he called Garrett Grayson the modern day Mike Buck. I like that. <laughs> I don't know, man. Mike Buck had that one sweet, sweet trick play on a Sunday night. Mike Buck threw an NFL pass. Garrett Grayson can't say as much. So are we agreed Cirillo goes through? Yes. I'm voting Cirillo. 
Okay, yep. this is an Dave. This is another. This one is a. This is a strong matchup. This bracket is just loaded. The number five seed, the Junior Galette Extension, Dave, versus the twenty-eight seed, Stanley Arno slash Chip Vaughn Wake Forest Poo Poo Platter Combo. <laughs> Who you got, Dave? Come, does it come with the with the fire on the top that you can grill? You can grill. Oh, there was no fire with these. No. Uh, these guys. Now refresh my. Were they drafted in the same? Uh, same. The same, same round. Draft. Same draft. No, no, but the same round. Back to back. Yep. Back to back picks. Picks. Yeah. That's not 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 back to back in like back to back Saints picks. Oh yeah yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, they were pretty uh, pretty terrible. They really didn't work out. Um. I remember that. What was that like? Two thousand and seven, two thousand eight. What yep. year was that? Oh, eight, uh, you know the Junior Galette extension. Obviously, the money is one thing. We, you know they had to, you know they had to pay Galette a whole bunch of money to to cut his ass. Um, but cut I mean, the, he cut the check, Mickey. He was just, yeah, right. <laughs> remember that. Uh, and let's not forget my role in this, um, making sure that. <laughs> We identified Junior Gillette. Yes, as, I was going to say you got as, you got as, you got your investigative reporting, man. Yes, this made person. you a made guy. That's right. That's right. Let's not forget that I was the one who who confirmed visually confirmed that Junior Gillette and his cronies were the guys in the the Belt Beach video. Um, <laughs> um, that was like one of Canal Street Chronicles' like highest traffic days ever for sure. Um, but uh, but I mean that the whole you know Galette was just toxic the locker room it was a disaster um, I, you got to definitely go with Galette just on the money alone the money alone was a disaster yeah that was a 2009 draft Andrew wow they picked Chip Vaughn 116 and then Stanley Arno 118 same round back yeah so it was two picks in the fourth round yeah I knew it that's what I was Whoa. saying. Yep, I think it was in the same round. They were like, I just don't like the thing that pisses me off so much about that from, is that, number, from that powerhouse Wake Forest, of course. Yeah. You know. yeah, yeah. Like, first of all, like, what would possess Sean Payton to think, like, my defense is bad. I got to find a way to turn it around. I'm going to look to Wake Forest to be my saving grace. It's my <laughs> ace in the hole. I'm going to like Wake Forest. That's like, coming, it's like, it's like drafting two guys from Tulane. Back yeah, back. exactly. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, but at least for Tulane, we'd be like, at least Tulane would have been like, that's cool. They're local. And, and the worst part. Yeah, exactly. Like Chip Vaughn and, and Arno were both useless NFL players, and to make matters worse, Arno was like on IR when the Saints won the Super Bowl, so he got a Super Bowl ring, and then he lost it. <laughs> that's right. I remember that. Didn't People- he? Look- like it, I, you know what? You know what? I know he left it in his cup holder in his car. Or something like I know Galette's gonna advance, and so, and I Galette needs to advance. I know you're both gonna pick them, so I'm picking the Wake Forest combo because the more I talk about it, the more angry I get. And <laughs> God damn it, I'm not letting it be a clean sweep. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I the joke, the, the temptation of the jokes that we can make as they move forward, it tempts me. But the Junior Galette, like I was arguing with people on Twitter today, they're like, the Junior Galette extension really shouldn't be there because if he wouldn't, if the Saints wouldn't have caught him, he would have been fine. I'm like, yeah, but if I can make, make that what? argument anybody in this bracket, like if C.J. Spiller had been healthy, if 
if if Nick Fairley, if his heart didn't give out, like, then they wouldn't be in this bracket. But it happened. So, like, he's there. And, like, he was like a neutron bomb on their cap. Like, well, let's not forget Gillette's body went full Cam Cleland after the Saints cut him. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Actually, before, right? Didn't he blow out the Achilles technically before they cut him? Mm. I, maybe not. No, he, he blew it both, both of them in D.C., I think yeah. he had a knee. I think he had a knee thing in New Orleans. So Galette goes through. Uh, let's go to the 12 seed. This is a strong. This this one. This one's strong. The 12 seed, Dave. They cut Mike Carney on his wedding day. That's what Sean Payton did. Number 21 seed, TMZ video of Sean Payton grinding in the Bahamas. <laughs> um. I will say I will say this, and John Oliver, big big supporter of the show, uh, patron, he made a good point. I think, and is is Sean Payton grinding in the Bahamas? Is that really a bad decision? And I, I kind of lean that way. So uh, I don't know, but but uh, and Andrew cutting Mike Carney on his wedding day. I mean, that's. Just... Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, the TMZ, hopefully Sean Payton's kids don't listen to this podcast because, I mean, that was like in the middle of his divorce and or after right afterwards, and I'm sure that was painful for his kids to see their dad on TMZ grinding and he's wearing an awful Hawaiian shirt and it was just, it was a bad look. So um, I, I think it was a bad move just because, you know, I'm sure that was bad, bad optics <laughs> with his family. But uh yeah, I mean, first of all, Mike Carney was a great saint. Um, you know, one of Deuce McAllister's best friends, uh, big friend of the show. He's come on yes, he has. multiple times. I mean, a great dude. I text with him. Um, and, in fact, I, I'm going to have to let him know that he, he's in this tournament because he'll get a kick out of it. I, and, you know, he, he's told me since, like, it's water under the bridge. And, you know, I think he, he recently met with Sean Payton, I guess this was two years ago. And, um, you know, I think – they were trying to kind of bury the hatchet, but you know, I, I think, I mean, Mike would never say this cause he's super positive, but I mean, I still think it hurts him, you know, just to think about like, but there's what? the thing, like, didn't like, didn't Sean Payton know that it would like, couldn't they have like waited at least a day? Well, I'm or sure you, it, was, it, was it worse Payton, when so you were on your I honeymoon. I thought about this and like, you know, if they make the decision, like we're parting ways with Carney, which is always a difficult thing because he was a good player and he cared a lot. And he was, you know, he was a guy that uh, meant a lot just to, to guys in the locker room and everything. But I think when you make the decision, you're going to cut a player like it's never good. Right. And so you, you cut him. You can't cut him before his wedding like that. That's even worse. Right. If you cut him the day before his wedding, because then he's bringing that baggage into the wedding and then if you cut him on his wedding day maybe he doesn't find out and then the day after he gets married you cut him on the first day of his honeymoon like I don't know or, or that whole week he's on his honeymoon and you know so I don't know I mean I think if you were to ask Sean Payton he would say like there was no good time to do it and at least on his wedding day like he might not notice until you know after I don't know but yeah, I mean, that's so messed up. Um, and I love Carney, too. So to me, that's like, that makes it worse. But, um, you know, the, t- the TMZ grinding thing in the Bahamas. Like, once again, like, 
only Sean Payton. Like this doesn't happen to other coaches. No, he it's doesn't. Amazing. I should have had. I should have had a, a, a song. If only, if the only back. there was a video of Andy Reid grinding in the Bahamas. Oh my. God. Oh yeah. I mean, I just want to stop for a second and take stock that like we're halfway through the first round and we've already brought up an investment in a pyramid scheme. <laughs> we, we've already brought up the abuse of Vicodin. We've already brought up an email basically telling everyone to delete their emails because, you know, investigators are about to read them. And we've also got signing, signing a player who committed the most penalties in an NFL season. NF, yep. And then and it grinding on vacation and having TMZ videotape it and cutting a dude on his wedding. I mean, holy cow. <laughs> I got to go cut Carney on his wedding day for this. I got to that's got to go through for me. Uh, yeah, I'm going with Carney for sure. Um, do, you, do you guys think uh this cutting Carney on his wedding day like has a shot at By the way, this was this was my one contribution. That was the one that I texted out and yeah. I was like, "Wait, you guys forgot about this one." That was the one that I yeah. that I contributed. So, so I, I you know, I I I feel a, a certain kinship to this particular <laughs> For the, so I, it's, I may, it's a little dark I may, horse, don't you think? I, I may, I, I may either subconsciously or consciously, um, you know, push it further along than maybe it deserves to be. I don't know. We'll see how it plays. Well, out. It's these, a tough bracket. These, these round two matchups, by the way, like I'm just it's kind of a dick at, move. It's kind of a dick move to cut your to cut a player. Oh yeah, it's terrible. It's a, All right, we're not doing the whole first round, right? Because it's now. It's, we're now 48 minutes into this here. We're gonna do. We're gonna do two. We're gonna do. Um, we're gonna do. We're gonna do two more, I think, and then we'll get out of here. Or, or, or are we halfway done with the bracket? We are halfway done with the first round. We'll do. We'll do. Uh, should we do one more, or should we? Uh, no, we'll 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 do the second half. We'll do the second half next week. Because um, I want to get to at least a little bit of. Uh, draft, draft stuff. Yeah. And I was gonna Andrew, say, why are we? Why are we even starting? I just want to tease what, what you have to look forward to next week. We've got Jairus Bird. We've got Olin Krutz. We've got Delvin Bro's leg situation. We've got <laughs> Steve Spagnola. Uh, we've got the friendship with Mike Orstow-Ornstein. Uh, everybody's favorite left tackle, Charles Brown. We've got the Xbox Kid movie script. Xbox Kid movie is weird because people don't know about i have a lot of people like yeah what the i didn't know about that? it you didn't yeah, i just learned about, i just learned about it before this tournament um and then we got everyone's favorite corners uh jason david and stanley jean baptiste so lots of lots, lots of stuff to god know. jason david he's got to be up there man god he's <laughs> he's he's got to be like a semi-finalist at least he's a six seed man he's not I, even that I, high. I know well he's he's got to be a semi-finalist i mean this 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 bracket is those so- were those were so, some. Those were some years, man. So, 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 Andrew, how many questions do we have in the chat room before I I play the draft capsule for the week? Uh, well, this is more of a comment, but Chad Prue said, "I thought Grayson was going to be All Pro. I'm not wrong often, but I was on that account. He threw a beautiful ball at Colorado State. Who knew he couldn't call a play?" Yeah. All right. I gotta. Before we Did get, we get to questions, questions on Twitter. Yeah, we got a couple questions. But before I get to questions and before I get to the draft preview, I'd like to take a second to introduce our newest friends from SeatGeek. 
Let them take the confusion Whoa, really? out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals, your favorite game, concert, or show, and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you are getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot mark is a great deal, yellow dot good, red dot not so good deal. Use the promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. What are you waiting for? The promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. Have we, like, made the big time? We got a, a real sponsor like SeatGeek? We do. We're practicing. Holy shit. Between that and your mom giving me your inheritance, <laughs> it's been a fantastic <laughs> Monday. So let me... <laughs> so, 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 let me get this straight. So my mother is now committed to paying seven dollars every month to us. No, well she's five dollars, and I think I might. She's five dollars, so so she's in the patron. I might rig. She's gonna get a. Did, did she get a koozie and a shirt? She gets Do a I koozie. Have to she my put mother a koozie. And if a she's shirt? if she if she I'm put in her address. Maybe I just hand deliver it. If I go home, the next time I go home with my family to, to New York, and she just whips out a Diet Coke and slides it into a Saints Happy Hour podcast koozie. <laughs> so, so she gets a koozie, but I was just thinking, at the $5 level, she is entered into the patron spotlight sweepstakes where yes. she could, she could oh, win yes. – the drawing, yeah. and I could interview her and bring and ask her I all sorts of embarrassing re- questions about Dave. That might be against like uh, proper regulations, you got, you gotta, but I think I could rig, rig it rig to it. where she would you win. Rig it. I think I think our listeners want this to happen. <laughs> I think they do. We want a show with Ralph and Dave's mom. Make it happen. Rig it. Do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, so, so that's just another reason why. But seriously, Dave's mom will be in the Patriot Spotlight. But after we rig that drawing for next Wait, month. Wait, can you do whatever. a drunk history with her? <laughs> <laughs> drunk, drunk history from Dave's childhood. <laughs> so well, become I'm a patron. There. My mother doesn't remember anything about my childhood, apparently. <laughs> Be- like become a patron. Out. And like Dave's mother, you could be in the patron spotlight. You can get four podcasts. A week. You get a free beer koozie if you are on Patreon by May 1st. Dave's um, mom. Dave's mom. <laughs> my wife. Uh, so. We have the draft spotlights that we did. We did Irv Smith last week. This week, we have David Sills of West Virginia. If you caught it, go to our Facebook page. Armchair Media was nice enough to do a video version of this. But because of all you guys' donations and support for the podcast, we were able to send Andrew around the country to talk to scouts and to talk to people, and he got people to give him information that other draft analysts just don't have. So here's the preview. David Sills of West Virginia. This week in the Saints Happy Hour Draft Day Spotlight is David Sills of West Virginia. The 6'4", 217-pound wide receiver potentially fills Saints fans' glaring need to buy the jersey of a gangly white dude. Sills could sell more Saints jerseys to middle-aged white guys than Jeremy Shockey circa 2009. Sills failed as a quarterback throwing passes, but hopes to thrive catching them in the NFL. 
His football IQ and temperament has been questioned by teams, but one NFC scout told Saints Happy Hour podcast that's not a concern. All right, hey, listen, this has to be offered, okay? I don't know what you need to be as a source, but uh, listen, Sills partying and drinking in West Virginia is totally not a big deal. I love this kid. Have you ever been to Morgantown? That place is the worst. What the fuck else are you going to do? What are you going to do there besides party and pound natty life? The way I see it, burning a couch after a Mountaineer win shows he's a great leader, a great teammate. I mean, I want the kind of guy that burns couches after big wins in my god awful town, okay? If you can burn a couch, you can burn a secondary, give me that guy. Sills potential for pyrotechnics on and off the field, give him a Saints happy hour draft day on fire score of 9.1. This has been the Saints happy hour draft day spotlight. You see, why is that song familiar? It's the Airwolf uh, theme song. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. I feel like you got to end that with the air horn. <laughs> Oh yeah, all draft spotlights need to be ending with the and starting with the air horn too. Yeah. Oh, you don't like the? You think I should start with the air horn and not the the, the ESPN uh, draft chime? No, I like the ESPN draft chime. It's yeah, so I do. I, I I I don't I don't know, understand why we're not doing the air horns every five minutes. <laughs> I like how Andrew every said. Every time, every time we pick a winner in the bracket, there should be air horns. <laughs> <laughs> so I, so we got I'm going to read I got the Twitter questions Andrew we'll go through those and then you can do the t- questions in the chat room and then we'll get out of here so okay. uh, Dylan asks who will have a better statistical year Mark Ingram or Latavius Murray Dave since Mark there Ingram's your boyfriend who you got Mark Ingram or uh-huh. Latavius Murray to have a better year I mean Latavius Murray is going to be at, at best he's going to be uh, you know, 1A and 1B with Kamara at best. And, and I think Andrew said it last week. I don't really see that. I, I think it's definitely now Kamara is one and uh, and Murray is two. Uh, in Baltimore, I mean, Ingram is the guy. That's why they brought him in there. He's going to he be... Might, he might get 400 carries this year. Yeah, yeah he's going to be <laughs> numero uno. And they're a run-heavy offense. So uh, you got to go with Mark Ingram for sure. This is a Especially with Lamar Jackson. They're only going to run the ball more, man. Yeah, this is a good question from Dylan, too, Andrew. Uh, Cam Jordan is, this, is turning... Is this Dylan... Is this the, the weather guy? This is the weather guy. Frederico. I don't, under, yeah, I don't understand why we've never discussed how these questions are coming from an on-air weather talent. I, I feel like... Is there, like, some sort of, like, YouTube bloopers of his his bloopers That's like on air. Isn't he a storm chaser too? There's probably oh, some like, crazy tornado videos. We need to be exploiting this, people. Jesus Christ! <laughs> do I have to do everything? <laughs> I, I already I already gave you the Mike Carney getting cut on the wedding day. What else? <laughs> what else do I have to give you, people? And and your inheritance. That's right. Mother. And and I I brought to you my mother. <laughs> Cam. True. So Andrew, he says Cam Jordan, Cam Jordan is turning thirty and may be start to regress soon. What is his trade value, and should we trade him for draft picks next Thursday? Oh God, no, absolutely not. We finally got this defense playing some decent ball. We can't go backwards. Um, but 
You know, I'm hopeful that he will age gracefully, and I say that because, man, you look at these pass rushers and Julius Peppers and uh, John Abraham, Dwight Freeney, Terrell Suggs. I mean, you look at all these guys, man, they're still 38. A lot of them are older than 38, and they're still – is freaking 40. Yeah, and they're still getting like eight sacks a year, ten sacks a year, and so, uh, I mean – I see no reason why Cam Jordan can't keep this going. I mean, he's been healthy I and mean, he's been dinged here and there, but he, he's he's been kind of the marathon man. He hasn't really had missed games, you know. He's been able to play through stuff. So, um, I mean, obviously, you know, you know how football is; it can all change very quickly. But uh, I'm hopeful that Jordan will be one of those guys. Well, he'll be 34, and we'll be wondering, like, man, he really hasn't declined, and he wants to get paid again. Do we do it? Cause he's 34, but he hasn't shown signs of declining. So I, I expect him to be good for three or four more years, if not more. So what's the questions in the chat room that we got? Uh, none. none. Yeah. We, we've got a uh, Jason DeJong. He, he just said that he's got a fever and the only cure is a bit more air horn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad, glad to make you feel better. Um, also, uh, Jim uh, Gleason, our buddy, asked, uh, what percentage chance do we have to pick up Ansa? If you had to give it a percentage chance. I'm going to say 65%. Like, I just feel like he's not going to get any offers from anybody else because his shoulder is fucking wrecked. And so why So why do you want us to be the team that's stupid enough to do it? Because he's not going to offer? Be, I don't get it. Like he's not, but he's not, Dave, it's not going to be anything. It's going to be like Okafor two years ago. It's going to be like one year. Yeah. It's going to be like one year, 200, 200, two, it's going to be like one year, two million with like $250,000 bonus and like, They'll say it's five million, but that'll just be for like every week he's active, he gets eighty grand or something. Like you know, it'll be nothing. Like it's just gonna be a lot. It's just gonna be a lottery ticket. Well, also your starters are Jordan and Davenport, so you don't you don't need him to come in and start. You just need him to come in and play on third down and get a sack here and there. Yeah, he can do that. I don't know. There's a lot of other teams that you know could just use a little bit of extra depth. And uh, they could easily just assign him and and on a one year whatever deal. And but wouldn't they have done that they, already? Like, okay, and they and they haven't. I, I just I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the the thing is, hey, the be, Saints don't have as many draft picks as other teams. That's why I feel like they got to go get Ansa because they're not going to get well, a pass rusher like that in, in the draft. That's definitely true. So, what about Russell Wilson? You're gonna get Russell Wilson. <laughs> that's a great. That's a great discussion for uh, next week. If Russell Wilson, if his contract, I didn't want to talk about it tonight, and I didn't want to do a, a, a podcast for me and Andrew to record it today because basically his deadline is like midnight tonight. If he doesn't sign with Seattle, he's not doing an extension. They're not negotiating any further. Uh, but that's a really interesting well, discussion. Franchise, they could, but I mean. It becomes difficult then because the franchise tag for a quarterback is insane, right? Um, yeah. So it becomes real interesting because the thing is, I think Russell Wilson's amazing. He's a top five, six quarterback, and a lot of fans don't view him that way. So he, if, if Seattle's decided to trade him, it would be really interesting to see 
I think teams would stampede to try to get him, but I think fans are kind of lukewarm on him because I don't think Seattle maximizes him. But he's he's uh, he's an interesting one. But we may Ralph, we may... Ralph and I are going to have a seven minute of Saints where we talk about um, what we would give up for Russell Wilson. Well, I got a question right now. Would you give up the rest of the 2019 draft to get Russell Wilson? Yes. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I... I would give up the the rest of the draft, and I would draw. I would drive Teddy Bridgewater to his preferred trade destination to, to, to get Russell Wilson. Jesus Christ! So um, we do have another question. That's um, kind of a two part question from Ninja Coordinator in the chat. He asks, "How boring but awesome are the top offensive line draft picks that are likely going to be for our second round pick?" And then he also asks, uh, "Is the drafting of a receiver, a sign of no confidence in our existing receiving core. Um, you know, I, I so I'll, the second question first, I'll answer that one. and I'll, I'll let you guys answer the offensive line one for me. I don't think it's that they have no confidence in our existing receiving core. I mean, there's a bunch of guys that could work out. You got Kirkwood, um, you've got, Again, you've got Meredith, you've got um, Traquan Smith, and I think any of those guys could work out and have a good season. Um, but I just feel like at receiver, we really don't know which ones of those guys will be productive. And because of that, I think the more guys you have in training camp, the more you're, you have a chance of several guys panning out. So I think it's like the whole thing is throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. Um, well, so right. I, I would not view it as like an indictment of the receiving core. I think they just they're not sure. So, so this is a tease for for Ninja Coordinator. This is a tease for you because I know you are a patron. But for people to become a patron, become a patron also is we have draft spotlight for uh, one of the top offensive linemen that may or may not be there at sixty two for the Saints. Ford from Oklahoma. Uh, Andrew got some amazing insider info information when we sent him to Norman, Oklahoma for a weekend. And uh, you'll hear that spotlight later in this week if you're a patron first. So uh, become a patron and you'll get that insider information. And and if you don't believe that Andrew gets inf- inside information, he knew he broke the Victor, Victor Butler story at the Greenbrier. So, I mean, it's it's a fact that we, we have draft information that no one else has. Um, so thanks to everybody for listening on the live stream. Uh, it was successful again. I think that's what four out of five weeks. So it hasn't been a complete disaster. Um, so that's a positive, right guys? And also too, did you, did, did you guys, did you like my, uh, third grade collage that I did for the live stream graphic, uh, that people see with the Greenbrier yeah. and Brandon Brown it looks and like, Paris Bird. It, it looks like a GeoCities website. <laughs> it really does. It really well, does. The, the, thing is, the thing is, I'm colorblind, so I, I, I looked on the internet to what is the HTML code for Saints Gold, and since I'm colorblind, I just got the code and punched it in, and I don't know if it actually looks the, the, no, the I, yeah, it's, it's pretty I mean the, the gold is fine yeah the rest of it is not well it's just pretty terrible <laughs> what do you people want man Dave I got the live stream working I got the, the soundboard working audio doesn't sound like I'm talking out of a hole uh, I can't do all of that and graphics that's just too much to ask just give him one more air horn and he'll be good 
<laughs> All right. So for Dave, for Andrew, uh, and for Kevin, who's MIA, uh, until next week, the bar is closed. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.